Man, look at this. Look at this nice little. Should have had Joel hit it. He's been good luck. Phalanx of dudes. That's good. Did it. What is he at? Like two thirty now? Um, close. Good God. He's a god. Come on, you. God. Come on. There it is. Lawrence, you're out. Is what I is what I've been led to understand. Out of closet. MPQ. Oh yeah. I think I'm out. They you, they, you they sh out, shatter the illusion for me. Uh -oh. How so? Uh, what illusion? The illusion of uh, he thought I could win. Yeah. Well, no, I never thought that. It's you just that beat the game. The little the rabbit you're chasing down the track was closer before, and now it's it's getting further away. It's weird. For me, it's closer than ever. Mm. I might actually win the game. <laughs> well, close to beating it. Welcome to a uh, welcome to a fleeting bully dude soup. You think you're gonna get that rabbit, and then you don't. But then Joel comes back. He's Hello, our Joel. rabbit. But then he leaves. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am your I host. A variety of vibrating settings. Ooh. I'm your I'm ah, your host. Uh, yeah. oh, God, you guys shut up for a second. Jesus. I'm your host, Lawrence, and I'm joined by special guest Joel Rubin. Hello, Joel. It's me. And then a bunch of boring people. Uh, Bruce. Hey, Hi. Bruce. Adam. Hey, Adam. Hey, James. How are you? Hi, it's me. Annalise is in the background typing away on stuff. What's popping? Hey. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron and Video Blocks. Uh, you can check out this week's Blue Apron menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping. By going to bladeapron.com slash soup, and you can go to graphicstock.com slash dude soup, or click the link click the link in the description. It's your free seven-day trial. Download whatever you want. That's pretty cool, uh, pretty cool sponsor. We actually use it professionally. So we'll have a... Uh, oh, hey, there it goes. It didn't even wait for me to, put, uh, to enter a name. And since we're in the old office, this uh, podcast is pre-recorded because we're currently on a bus traveling on the East Coast... Making fools of ourselves to an audience of hundreds, maybe. No, Joel's not there. Not Joel's there. not there. Joel's not He's there. He's there in spirit. Be. We don't know. Maybe you are. Whoa. Special bus guest, Joel yeah. Rubin. <laughs> yeah. Joel's the bus driver. <laughs> Since we're going... Meet, meet. And just for the sake of audio uh, listeners, because we're on old podcast format, we're playing everything. A video game, the code for which was given to us by PR. So, uh, full disclosure and all that. What's it about? Everything? Yeah. Good answer. It's... It, it plays into perhaps a conversation topic we'll get to, maybe, maybe not. Oh. Uh, it's just really good because I've actually been wanting to see this game in action, Lawrence. Oh, okay. He hasn't yeah. touched a single button and yeah. it seems to be playing itself. No, so it's a perfect it game that. for me then. <laughs> You're a horse. Got some horse. deep, deep Horsey. thoughts for Pardon Joel. Me. All right. What's a deep thought for Joel? Uh, you want to get right into it? Oh, there, he, there oh. the horse goes. It's oh, rotating yeah. around. Um, I don't know. I figured you guys could banter a little bit with Joel first. Oh. You know how you guys do with your banters. Well, Joel, what are you doing? I'm currently writing on a TV show. Oh, right. What do you? What do you? Okay. Yeah. So you're at a Starbucks for most of the day. But what do you do? <laughs> uh, what do you do for money? I'm currently right. <laughs> Just being, say uh, you're they writing. They pay musicals. for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. Are you I can't are live you, the dream yet. Are you allowed to say what show you're writing for? No, I can't. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. But by the time this comes out, I probably will be able to say it. But I don't know that for certain. Okay. Um, but I'm writing. Uh, They're bringing for a back TV all show. that. <laughs> oh yes, the all that reboot. We um, did it. It's Roundhouse. <laughs> I can't believe we got Keenan. Oh, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. The harder one, I forget. No, Kel. Kel's the easier one. Yeah. The harder one. Oh yeah, no, I can't believe we got. Nah, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm writing for a TV show. Um, it is a cable show for Disney XD. It's gaming based, but I'm also I also get to write like 
animations and sketches and all Fun, sorts cool. of stuff. Let's, and let's just say I double dare you to no, watch it. No, that's that. Nickelodeon. Mm. Oh, classic Joel <laughs> falling upwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of falling upwards, perhaps for a bit of history, maybe for newer Funhouse fans that don't know the this glorious man. What? I was gonna say, say no. maybe, man. I'm just as surprised as you are. Year. You have new fans? It's been a year, uh, Joel. I guess, yeah. Uh, have we been growing? Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, huh. Joel is one of the founding members of Funhouse. Left for greener pastures that immediately turned brown. <laughs> 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 and now he's just sort of panhandling. Uh, uh, it's good to laugh again. <laughs> uh, I went to SourceFed for a year. Uh, yep. SourceFed uh, wrapped production about a month ago, five weeks ago. And... Um, all of our cast and crew dispersed to the winds. I'm working with some of them now on this show, which is really nice. <laughs> I recommended two of them for a job whoa, whoa, at, whoa. at Mr. Teeth. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's good. Uh, yeah, it's really good. I was really frustrated when SourceFed. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't really want to talk about SourceFed. Oh, yeah, they, do you have a do you have a full like? I don't really know. So you, it was owned by Discovery, right? It had been owned by Discovery. While I was there, they spun it off into a new digital venture called Group Nine with Thrillist and the Dodo and Now This News and then the Discovery Digital Brands that were based in San Francisco, which were Seeker and D News. And so they all sort of got together and made a new like little miniature digital publishing outlet, mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, production company. And um, SourceFed didn't make the cut after like three or four months. So. Uh, we were at production in March, and we went out like with a big live stream. It was a lot the, of fun. The the last time I even saw SourceFed, well, before you came on, it was like Meg Turney and Friends. Yeah, it was like Phil DeFranco's pet project. You know, she left and went to Rooster Teeth. Right. What? Also, like <laughs> heard about them. I and like I, it wasn't for me when I saw it. Yeah. It was like nine good-looking people yelling over each other, and I was like, okay, this isn't for me. Uh, and then you went over there, Wait, and what then is this what. I mean, we don't yell over each other. Eight semi-average people. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. A bunch of old dudes who talk about old things. Oh. <laughs> All right, really sorry to interrupt. No, no, it's okay. Um, so what was your job? What were you tasked with when you went over there? Uh, so, uh, so a lot of people watch SourceFed when they first launch, and uh, the original hosts were really great. They had a lot of rapport, and over time, obviously as happened here, people sort of tend disperse. to, yeah, they disperse. They want to like pursue what they want to pursue, and so the original host left, and that, um, for a lot of the audience members, made them unhappy, and uh, there were like uptimes and downtimes for the channel after that for a long for a while, and they were doing some some good stuff, I think, uh, but they never had a really concrete crew for a long time, and so my job was to come in and sort of reformat the news, uh, cast a new crew, uh, a, a new on camera cast, I guess, and revamp. The, the news videos and we had kind of a shaky start because it was a really shitty news year last year like I don't know if you guys remember there were police shootings and oh, yeah, uh, like, the election yeah. was fucking toxic and horrible and we leaned really hard into doing news and people didn't like that at all hmm. uh, so it took us a while to get our footing but around about January December and January like we had our cast which was Steven Subtick obviously yeah. mm -hmm. and then a bunch of other guys that I, I really loved Candace Carazales Mike Falzone who's a comedian Candace had a show with Soul Pancake which was Rain Wilson's uh, production oh. company and uh, Ava Gordy, and they worked really well together, and the comedy was really funny, and we, we started working it as more, less of a news channel and more of a topical comedy channel, mm. and um, the views and everything were going up, and it was just really disappointing that, that uh, we got canceled. We were talking earlier, and it's crazy to me that there was a business out there that wanted to get rid of another profitable business. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was doing pretty okay, especially the last few months. Like, we had 
I mean, this is really like boring analytics stuff, but no. we were like growing. We had five months of sustained growth, which is more that's than great. the channel had had, mm-hmm. you know, uninterrupted since the channel launched. Yeah. Um, and it was, that's what was so disappointing about it is that we felt like we had really worked hard to get through like a toxic news cycle mm-hmm. and the audience who didn't want to accept these new casts. Like it'd be, it'd be as if for Funhouse fans, everybody here over time sort of left and you had new people on the channel kind of mm-hmm. trying to do the same thing and yeah. it just didn't fit their personalities. So we mm-hmm. had to sort of reformat that. We worked through it and everything and yeah. um, maybe and it change was the name on. Funhouse with like Inside Gaming or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There we go. We're on to something. Well, no, I, I was going to say we've seen that firsthand and third hand where it's like that's a hard thing to switch out any personality on a YouTube channel. Yeah. You, I feel like you could get away with that stuff back on television or like mm. I mean I think I think to it's some really degree like I think I think with inside gaming it you couldn't have done it there was never any like there was never more than on inside like the cast on inside gaming was never more than the people that were there yeah. with the with one exception with with no. Matt was the only exception who like came and went yeah but it they it they waited so long but yeah and but with sourcefed no. There was this history of like adding to the cast and like one person would leave and they sure. would bring people on. And so it felt gradual. a little bit, it was a lot more gradual and it felt like it, it did shift over the years. There were like, I think in the end, four like general host groups. And mm-hmm. so it's, it, that's why for me the challenge was, as some of you guys know, I said that I left because I wanted this challenge. And the challenge was achievable, really hard, but it was achievable. Mm-hmm. And, and it felt like we had gotten it. And it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's what happens when you have a parent company that is like much bigger than you and you have no say. Mm. So tough. we're all starting a business tomorrow, right? Ah, yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Take my money. Yeah, oh boy. Well, um, yeah, I think that, Joel, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to turn everything you say into something really philosophically deep. Whoa. Ooh, well, we are uh, playing everything. Exactly, this is are a very we? deep game. Are you playing? Is it, yes, yes, I'm playing right now. rotating and over end. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I've seen so far. It's called a somersault and I give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> This made yeah. me feel things. Joel, would you say that your deep meaning is sometimes accomplishment is a gift you have to give yourself? Uh, sure. There it is. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Another deep thought from Joel Rubin. Wow. Sure. Very brave, Joel. <laughs> nice job. I was, oh, to go I was scared. I was really scared to leave Funhouse. Like it was really scary to to leave and not be working with people that I knew and trusted and like knew what the capability was. And any anybody in this room can say, "Hey, can you do X?" And you know it'll get done and it'll get done really well. And it's scary to have a brand new team that you've never worked with before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, maybe it is the gift I gave myself I, was being scared and 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 kind of failing eventually. That, conquering that fear, <laughs> my, sort of. My theory was always because I think you were starting to get a little too relaxed here I noticed you were wearing more t-shirts mm-hmm. and like oh, true. Yeah. it was just yeah. I was like it, Joel's getting too casual I thought you looked at yourself one day you're like I want to start over yeah. I want to start fresh I want to go somewhere where I walk in with a suit and tie the first day and then it's not weird when you start wearing bow ties because it's like oh Joel Newsman mm-hmm. of there he is that's my boss I gotta gotta look good for Joel is that what happened? You nailed it. Okay. Fashion, Fashion yeah. was the driving motivator. Yeah. Bow, bow ties, seersucker suits. Uh-huh. Yeah, I want to go somewhere where people don't make fun I of me for my Prius. I want to be Thursdays. Tuxedo Thursdays. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Lawrence well, actually wore a tuxedo. Yeah, it was awesome. It was I, best I, podcast. You ever. were very handsome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Joel, I'd be remiss if I didn't hold your feet to the fire. At least twenty people tweeted at you and told you to get to come back to Funhouse. At least. <laughs> why? Uh, why didn't you, Joel? Why did you break the dreams of all the children on the internet? I didn't get a job offer, Lawrence. Mm. <laughs> right. Well, that might explain it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I guess people are probably going to want like a, a serious answer. Well, I mean, I think even if I like, 
even if I got it, so I'm working somewhere now, obviously. Um, taking a little break this afternoon, but I'm working somewhere now. Even if I um, were like searching for the next thing, I would love to come down like once a week or something, or you know, and, and hang out. But I mean, I think you guys know it's uh, I. I it's the same. It's the same situation. You guys are successful. You don't like. You don't really need my skill set here. But and it's good to have you around. It's yeah, and we never did. Yeah. Well, no, I was <laughs> with that too. I, I was a real. Um, what's the name of that little fish that that suckers on the bottom? Remora. Of, yeah, yeah, Remora. Shark. Remora. Oh, oh. <laughs> the gefilte. Yeah, I, I'm. Well, I mean, we're kind of experiencing that here too. Like, like we had Steven Suptikin for a little while, and he he did a few videos, and I was like, hire him, hire him, and it's like. Even I don't know. It's we're in such a weird position where it's like, it seems like we're almost like a clubhouse now, where it's mm -hmm. like, hey, people, just stop by. Like Raul comes by on a yeah, regular basis. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, we're like doors open for Steven, doors open for you. Um, I don't, I don't know how people. It's so, it's, it's like on the same side as SourceFed or any other or Inside Gaming, anything where you switch out hosts. Even bringing someone in, people get very defensive, mm -hmm. and it's sort of like these are my virtual friends. Yeah, and. Mm -hmm. Who's this new person? There, you know? We did it. We did a podcast with Bernie, and there were people in the comments going like, "I hate when they have guests." We're like, and they they were they didn't know who he Bernie. was. They <laughs> didn't know who he was or like his relation to anything or whatever. Yeah. But it's like that's some people. It's so strange to think we're kind of his guests. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have two thoughts on that. One is that in a way, it's kind of cool that you guys are independently successful. Like obviously, Rooster Teeth is a huge help and well, we're employees of their company and we're employees of the company yeah. and like when we joined we had the momentum of this giant company and like they sent fans our way that we wouldn't have had otherwise yeah. but it, at the same time it's really cool that you guys are bringing in people that the company has never seen before um it's cool for them and it's also like it's neat that you've got your own sort of independent thing here um the other side of that is come on audience members if you like them you should trust that they would bring on people that they want to hang out with and talk with That's and if you don't trust like if you don't trust them to like it's not just randos walking in the door, you know. No. That's, a, that's a really good point. I never, I never thought of it that way. Uh, it's and it's one of those things where like also the door's always open to you, but you're one of the few. Like there are very few people that like. like I've had other people I won't name names. Um, that'd be like, oh, uh, like hey, can we come down? And I'm like, oh boy, we're gonna be real, real busy, busy. <laughs> real busy that week. But then yeah. if like if you email me or if like mm -hmm. Steven emails me or whatever, I'm always like, oh, yeah, anytime. Like roll, same same deal. Yeah. It's so, so it's as an outsider, it's so weird because I think I felt the same way being here. But as an outsider, it it feels like inviting yourself over to somebody's house, and I know I, it sh it, yeah. I shouldn't feel that way. No, I get it. But like. That's, I think, why it took me a long time to come in because I was kind of like, I don't want to like invite myself over and make a big deal about it. Or no, anything. that makes sense. That makes total sense. Then I, you did it on Twitter. That was smart. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna invite myself over to to, to be on Cooking with Knives. You should. So, you want to come? You want to come on? I do actually. Is it a yeah. Drinking with knives? Uh, it's drinking with knives, but that's okay. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Because you do cook oh, with no. knives. Branding. Branding. Got the name wrong. I know. Branding. I know. I've been saying it wrong, but I haven't bothered to look up what it is. I'm, I apologize for that as well. Oh, that's Jesus. okay. I was really excited to be on um, Open Hut today. <laughs> <laughs> you mock me. <laughs> I want. I, I. We had our first guest on. We had my mom come on, um, and <laughs> well, you the kind audience of, liked her way more than they liked me. You're uh, kind of her guest. Yeah, it's like true. like we're Bernie's guests. That's true. <laughs> Bernie birthed you guys out of his. Uh, what does he have? An ovipositor? A butthole. Yeah. A drone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a drone is just a, a wet fetus yeah. that the drone carries in and drops, and then you. Pump enough nutrients into it; it'll grow into a man. He dropped in a us, days. drop lifted us in. Yeah, it, it's actually. I was curious to hear like your thoughts, seeing now, now seeing us from the outside mm -hmm. perspective, because 
that is a thing. We are part of Rooster Teeth, but we also kind of exist almost in our own little island because, yeah, we're in L.A., they're in Austin, but then also we were just in Austin last week, and, like, we always work really well out there, yeah. and we like working out there with everyone very, very much. Um, and, for, I mean, while we were there, freaking Laser Team 2 is being shot next door to the Million Dollars butt set that we're on. And How's the new studio, by the way? The new studio? Oh, the, you're talking about the new building? Yeah, new building. The link is cool. Yeah. Really, really oh, really that cool. one where they had the animation team and stuff? Yeah, oh, God, it's, really like, cool it's like state-of-the-art. Yeah. Sorry I interrupted you. I no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy that even when we came on, like, the company was big, yeah. and now it's like, it's even bigger. Yeah. And the animation team is in the hundreds now, right? I think they're over 100 people. <laughs> Something it's like crazy. that. crazy. Yeah. It's nuts how much they've taken over Austin and then a small part of L.A. Um, but uh, I forgot what I was going with that. But, yeah, it's like we have this weird kind of symbiotic relationship and I don't know if the audience sees that mm -hmm. and I don't know if they want to see that but you know I think that the relationship that y'all have well is a lot healthier than the relationship that we had at Machinima absolutely <laughs> um, but I also think it's the ideal it's the relationship that we wanted to have at Machinima which is where mm -hmm. we had the support we, where you wanted to have the support of the company but you weren't like you weren't being given dictums to do X, Y, and right. Z they and they weren't, in. they weren't butting in and like you were significantly more independent here and um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's you guys have a really ideal, fairly ideal relationship. Right well, it's now. it's weird to having a an opinion that you feel is right. I mean, in a lot of ways, you know, is right. You're saying this is how content should be. The numbers are proving X, Y, and Z, and then someone goes, "Yeah, but no," mm. and it, it's like it's like you trying to impress a lover or like a, you're trying to like look look at all these things it did for you and they just slap you around and mm -hmm. you're like okay well I'm gonna leave where you going yeah, I, I'm only bad to you 90% of the time yeah <laughs> and you're like well I just I don't think our views are meshing and then you go somewhere else and you go I think we should do this you're like you're absolutely right let's do it go oh uh, really oh what this is what it's like to not be mad at someone all the time yeah it's weird <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of battered housewife stuff going on when we first joined Rooster Teeth it was it was kind of weird to be in that position just didn't trust anybody. Was always expecting the backhand to come along. We were. And it didn't. We were refer referred to by many different departments as uh, like beaten dogs. Yeah. People were like, they're like, that's flattering. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> they're like you guys are very defensive. We're like, well, Whoa. we came from a rough place. No, we're not. Yeah. We're not defensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think we're. I I'm more than ever. I'm protective. Oh, little bugs. Of, ladybug. I still don't know. What this guys, I'm a leaf is. now. Become a ladybug. Mm -hmm. You're becoming everything. You're becoming plants, horse, bear. I got a. I, I get it. I want to talk to you. Man, this bug. Is great. What do they have to say? I don't know. All right. Probably something important. Let me talk mm. to them. What do you guys like? So it's been a, about go. a year since I've left. A little bit more than a year. What do you think is the difference mm. besides? It being worse, the content that mm -hmm. I'm not here. No. Mm -hmm. What do you yeah, think the difference it's gone is? Way downhill. I actually think uh, Rooster Teeth trusts us more. I think so too. And they've they've actually like just in the last year, it's it's funny because we would say this all the time, like with Sex Swing and with other things uh, in D and D and stuff like that. We were always like, "Fuck, if only Joel were here," because it was one of those things where we we didn't know they were coming up when you left, and as soon as literally as soon as you left, we would get an email being like, "We're gonna do this thing." I was like, yeah. "Shit, if I was only Joel were you here. back." Well, we also know that like uh, you know just. Any several number of reasons, but like one of the things was you're underutilized here. Yeah. The things you were doing here, you you were more you had more experience than than you should be doing. You were extre extremely valuable to just everyone here in the creative process. But your day to day stuff was it wasn't really honestly worth your time. Right. Mm. Um. And uh. And so it made sense when you decided to leave. But uh, I think the irony is that as soon as you did. A lot of other opportunities like opened up, and then all of us were looking at each other like, 
like we don't have enough time to do these yeah. things. You we know, so, we really like, need a job. Really yeah, so yeah. we we still talk fairly frequently, and like here, like talking to you guys over the last year, it has been like, oh, you're doing the, that thing now, and oh, you get to do that thing now, and oh, you're doing the thing that like. Like so many of the things that we wanted to do, yeah. that that, and I, I think you're right. Like, and it makes sense that it takes a year to get to know each other bit. and yeah. to like trust a little bit. Like, I, I reluctantly understand that. Sure, uh, I sure. didn't want to have to go through that again, but yeah. I reluctantly understand that. But like, I, I am. I, I mean, I told James this a few months ago that like I'm jealous of a lot of the opportunities that you guys have been able to make the content that we wanted to make. Um, I'm jealous that I'm not here doing that with y'all. No, that's valid. But I, but it's one of those things where, again. We I, we can only dream of how good it would have been. Oh gosh, um, or worse. If, uh, and, and, and I've said, I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've said that a lot about Spool too. Like I, it's yeah. uh, it was one of those things no. where like when you guys left, uh, obviously I was like, well, we'll you know we'll, we'll function. But the more that I thought about, it, the more I was like, shit, like that's really bad because if three or four of us leave, then we had we had you know like another three to back us up, and now we don't. Mm-hmm. Well, so. the, beyond that, too, there's a certain aspect, you know, obviously we're all friends, and then there, we've added some people since, like, you just met Don. Yeah. And it's like, we love Don. Like, people like John, Bones, Jacob. Like, yeah, Jacob forever. was an intern while yeah. you were here, so you knew Jacob and every stuff. But, like, like, we've added a bunch of people that are all, like, now part of the family. And they've and been here for almost as long as I was and here. And there's moments with. where it's like, oh man, Joel would have gotten along. So the thing, oh man, the thing Omar just said, yeah. Joel would have loved, yeah. like I, stuff like that. I truly like, think that Don and Joel would really appreciate each other's sentiments and, and humor in another life. It's yeah. too yeah. tall for me. Um, <laughs> find it threatening. Yeah. Every um, uh, every junk, drunk gameplay that happens, I... Uh, and the unicum isn't flowing. At least I, always wants you by her side. I, yeah, uh, there, there's nothing. Well, one of well, the things I miss most about Joel is is Gal Palin in the back during drunk games. Playing say, poorly yeah. and yeah. Uh, making fun well, of ourselves. It's because yeah. I think it's a lot has to do with the fact that during the drunk gameplays, things get loud and boisterous, and Elise just happens to be a quieter person. Then and so her trying to shout above the rest of us already shouting is a near impossible task. And if you notice, if you watch a lot of the other drunk gameplay videos, she always found the other quiet person mm-hmm. to hang out. And like Elise said, the gal pal corner. Well, I always, I always loved when it would it would cut to Joel and I in the back whispering about and giggling. Something. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a certain dynamic also that I think that it changed. You know, mm-hmm. I always liked when Lawrence would get really mad at Joel incorrectly. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's right. The last. That's that, my all time. Only ever during drunk game. That, yeah. no, 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 that's what I mean. Oh, that, that was my all time yeah. favorite moment. Was. Just being screamed at, and you going, "That I'm not. I don't have a yeah, control." So it was, it was during mean, the speedrunners from yeah. Hell gameplay yeah. when uh, Lawrence was yelling at at who he thought was Joel playing, yeah. and it was James, and he's screaming. He goes, "Fuck you, Joel! Fuck you!" And Joel goes, "You're not even holding a good." It for sure was the kind of bad gameplay that would have unintentionally fucked somebody over that I might have done. Uh-huh. So your instincts are really oh, spot okay. on. Uh-huh. Also, also when asked, Bruce frequently cites. Uh, the GTA where you're throwing the bottles somehow behind you, which by the way, we haven't been able to reproduce. One no, of my favorite videos recent. of all time. Re- uh, and, then a, a, and then someone does a kickflip or like a bike flip off your face, oh, yeah. off face <laughs> which I've never game. seen since. As I was genuinely the... worried that I was going to have to come and play GTA today. I was like, they're going to make me play GTA. No, we, we thought just, about we it. It was on the did. list. Yeah, 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 it was on yeah, the list. Yeah. But uh, no, that was one of those things that like, I many times have thought about that as my most favorite video that Funhouse has put out <laughs> and it's absolutely you fucking up the entire time. But then there's other stuff too that I think we've made some really amazing some of our funniest stuff has happened since you've left yeah. not, not because you left but like and we're like oh man 
I wonder what Joel was that. And there there have been times actually where I've seen you on the weekend or whatever, and I'd be like, oh, did you see that yet? And you're like, oh, I did, and I really liked it or yeah. whatever. I, um, I I watch like I don't watch everything. I was saying on the way, and I watch like impossible. son of a bitch. twenty or twenty or twenty five percent of of like the videos that come I, out. I hate mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your, What's your favorite Zero. show? What's your favorite show on Funhouse? It's a YouTube channel, AUS. You huh? guys, why is it talking? <laughs> open scare PewDiePie. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I no, I mean my my favorite. I think my favorite show when I was here was almost always either Demo Disc or Open House because they're the shows that change the most in in the edit. And so mm-hmm. watching them being like watching you guys film them and participating in them and then watching the output like it was really fun to see how they evolved and I think the demo disc and open house are still my favorites hmm all right do you Return. like looking at rule 34 huh <laughs> I love it you love cooter perv perv glad he's gone <laughs> how do you feel about YouTube taking our money away? how difficult is it yeah. to find oh god so <laughs> we'll get to that in yeah, just yeah, a yeah. moment so right. he's got an ad read now yep got an ad read now uh if YouTube's taking your ad money, stop wasting your money at the grocery store on food like a normal human. Get your food on the internet, because YouTube proved that. There's no problem with that. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Blue Apron. Um, we've been sponsored by Blue Apron so much that at this point, it's a. I, I try to come up with a new conversation topic every time. I've already exhausted all of their ad points, so I'm going to come with my own. Ooh. I've been doing uh, Blue Apron for about a year now, and... I'm getting to the I'm getting to that point where like I'm getting kind of good at cooking, and not just the not just the like cook things right kind of way. I'm so proud. But in the like now I now I know what order to do stuff in, and I know what state the kitchen has to be in so I can cook efficiently. <clears throat> Little stuff like probably shouldn't have dishes in the sink or the dishwasher when you start cooking. So whenever I like dirty a dish, I can just rinse it in the sink, put it right in the dishwasher, and now when I finish cooking, like the kitchen's already clean because I do it bit by bit as I go instead of just leaving a huge mess and having to deal with it later. So that could be you, listener, somebody with a clean kitchen and food to eat. Uh, And since they requested that we focus on the new menu, here it is. Uh, You can have spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza with olives, bell peppers, and ricotta salada. Uh, sweet and sour salmon with bok choy, carrot, and ginger fried rice. Parmesan crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine and roasted broccoli. Or baby broccoli and fontina paninis with hard-boiled egg and arugula salad. So if that sounds appetizing to you, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com soup. Once more, that's blueapron.com soup. Thank you, Blue Apron, for all your delicious foods and for getting me handy enough with kitchen appliances that I can feel somewhat mastered in the kitchen. Shit's meditative, man. I like cooking. Joel, Lauren. I've been meaning to ask you what ricotta salada is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's salty cheese. Okay, all right, that's what I want. Problem to know. solved. Lawrence tested. Joel approved. Mm. All right, there we go. I didn't know that. God, I had that last night. Actually, Lawrence, do you want to come on drinking with knives? Uh, perhaps. There's a lot of drinking. Mm. And I need that Blue Apron sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need a Blue Apron sponsorship. I don't know. Yeah, Blue Apron. I need a Blue Apron sponsorship. <laughs> they don't watch this. Actually, I guess <laughs> I'm probably back on the drink train. Not not intensely. I still have maybe another twenty pounds to lose. I don't know, man. It's it's fighting me though. Also, I haven't been able to really like go to the gym or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah. We did we did no booze February uh, because it's the shortest month, um, <laughs> and we felt like we could actually manage it. And we still had two cheat weekends. Uh, two cheat weekends. <laughs> well, it's the shortest month. month. <laughs> well, so Dana's half parents, of it. So one weekend you yeah. didn't drink. Yeah. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> He's like, but we only drink wine the rest of the month, <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah. barely yeah. anything. <laughs> That's not alcohol. Um, <laughs> but we are doing whole thirty, uh, starting on Sunday. And uh, so we'll do 30 days of no drinking, no dairy, no grains, no legumes. No, thank you. Except for those sheet weekends. 
we're not. I'm, my parents are coming in town, and my yeah, my younger sister is like peer pressuring me into drinking with them. I feel like I'm in <laughs> high school. I'll say yeah. Peer pressure for Joel. Yeah. Wow, it's like you're 28 again. I'm peerless, James. <laughs> I got a, I got away with it once at a bar. I was doing a no drink month, and uh, I was just getting vo- or just soda. Yeah. So vodka soda, no vodka, and <clears throat> I was just, virgin vodka soda. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it is. It's it's funny being on the other side and seeing other people slowly get drunk and being like. I'm not slurring as much as I used to. And, well, it's eight o'clock. I think I'm gonna call, boys. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's weird being this responsible adult, but also it's nice not feeling like total shit next yeah, day. Yeah. My no, my no booze done. drink of choice is uh, bitters and soda. So like, I'll get the soda water with a little bit it's of bitters because cool. it, it's a little bit flavored and it's got a little bit of a little bit of color in there. So mm. it feels like I'm holding a That's cocktail. That's smart. Yeah. Welcome to the old man podcast. Yeah. Uh, hey. Yeah. I just roofie myself. Here's yeah. how to avoid drinking. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't have to drink at all. I'm out faster than anyone. Yeah. Lawrence, Why, when are you gonna become uh, the galaxy? Oh, I was wondering about that. So are you trees right now, or yeah. a forest? I'm, I'm, I am a clutch of trees that is migrating around. Ooh, neat. Uh, but yeah, Joel, on the subject of uh, of YouTube, hmm. wait, man, we've been on a YouTube tear on Dude Soup, and I don't, I don't want to keep dipping into it. But mm-hmm. there was a New York Times article that prompted an interesting thought. That was it the New York Times. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to bring that up. What the Hillary Clinton thing? No, uh, no, the Nerd Strong Jim thing. No, who? No. How was that about? It has nothing to do with it. Oh, I don't I'll, know about. I'll later. tell you about it later. Yeah. No. Nothing at all. My girlfriend was in an uh, article about a gym. Oh, that one. Yes, yeah. yes, I do know that. Yeah. No, this is something else. This is about uh, basically covering the the YouTube ad apocalypse, I guess, as it's being referred to. Yeah. Uh, here's some interesting selections from this article. If you want to read the full thing, there's a link in the description. But, uh, so this is. The, it, the story is introduced by somebody who started a political talk show on YouTube, the uh, David Pakman Show. Uh, and then here's an excerpt. Uh, quote, the show takes its pride in its independence from corporate ownership. Uh, quote, I, had, I have no boss above me, Mr. David Pakman said. And because of YouTube's automated ad systems, quote, I've never had any contact with advertisers, so it's impossible for me to sell out to satisfy them. It's an interesting idea, uh, but then the article goes on to say, Instead, he's subject to the whims of the algorithm. To rein in its sprawling video empire, 400 hours of videos are uploaded to the platform every minute. YouTube uses machine learning systems that can't always discern context or dis- or distinguish commentary or humor from hate speech. So, to me, what that says is, Mr. Pacman, and all of us actually, well, with the exception of Joel, who got out of the YouTube game, we do have a boss, and it's a robot. It's a robot that nobody really understands. Um, and to me, that's like everybody's kind of wondering, you know, if robots take over, what will it look like? It seems like we kind of already put a robot in power over us, or rather we've accepted this system in which a, an inscrutable machine is making very, very world-altering decisions uh, in the sense of, like, our, our revenue is getting jacked with, and so are a lot of people. So... To me, it's one of those. Maybe we're more in the future than we think we are. Uh, Joel, what are your what are your deep thoughts on the matter? Yes. All right. Wow. <laughs> hey, thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs> uh, so there's two. So there's two things going on right now with that robot. Um, one thing is on the YouTube side of yeah, like they're changing the way that the robot services ads to channels, right? The other thing that's happening is that advertisers are getting a lot more savvy about how that robot works and hmm. more importantly doesn't work for them and in fact before the youtube ad apocalypse which was more of a result of shit like advertisers discovering that their ads were being shown on videos that they didn't like um in maybe january february i started reading a lot of articles about how advertisers are pulling out of adsense and adwords 
because they don't like what's called programmatic advertising anymore, mm -hmm. um, which is what this robot does. It's, it, what you do is, as an advertiser, you say, hey, I've got a sweet product I want to advertise to boys aged 18 to 34. And then the robot will go out and find channels that boys aged 18 to 34 watch and then throw your ad on, you know, across YouTube on these channels. And what advertisers had found, had started to, to clue into is the fact that like, there's not a lot of results that they get to see from these ads. Sure. And so they've started pulling their money. They, they don't like the way that this sort of mass uh, pro programmatic advertising works, and they've started pulling their money out of that. And then this other YouTube thing happened. So even before YouTube sort of removing ads from your channel, advertiser dollars were already starting to go away. Mm -hmm. It was more on um, uh, like websites than, you know, uh, through, Ad, is it AdWords that's on websites? Or I is that? Forget. Yeah, I, I always forget, forget too. Ad, AdSense? I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever the one that goes to websites, they had already started pulling a lot of their money away from that. And then this thing happened, which com like compounds it for YouTubers. And my feeling is, if the audience is watching it, who fucking cares? <laughs> like, if that's where your audience is, just advertise there. And like, so a vocal minority will get upset about X, Y, or Z. It only really matters if you get a massive boycott. But on the other hand, who, like, what advert? Like, how can you prove that TV advertising works? It doesn't make any sense to me well, to say that I, I can't. I always it think works. I always think the fact that billboards still exist, right? Yeah. And I'm like, how? How do billboards still exist? There's no like, there's literally no measurement for how that turns over people. So what they do is they they measure impressions. They say like at Who this saw? at this intersection yeah. there will be a hundred thousand cars driving by every day. Yeah, and I know. See your product. Yeah, but you have no idea how many of that how that matters. There's ghost in the shell billboards on every single street corner in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. No one went to see it. So I mean, and and that's also Why? like that's that's another reason I sort of resent the fact that advertisers are pulling out of YouTube because it's like so you're going to rely on this this construct that you created for TV 35 years ago because Nielsen, whoever says it works, right. and you're not gonna rely on Google, like it's it's equally uh, obscure. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, how can you tell if someone watches a Lexus ad and goes out and buy a Lexus? That's kind of, well, it's kind of funny too to think that like, I don't, I'm not saying this is the situation that happened, but Walmart sees like, there's a racist video, like there there's an N word on this video and a Walmart ad is being served, like, yeah, that's about right. The demo. <laughs> yeah. yeah right? oh, I know. Those are your people. Yeah. Well, for me, for me, this is. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say. I think that is part of it too. It's like you want to think the best about. Like, I mean, it's right. it's the same with any sort of community or whatever mm. like that. You assume that everyone thinks the way you do and thinks within tone. But it's like, no, people use your product. That people watch our videos that utter that I'm sure we wouldn't agree with on anything, especially mm -hmm. like ideologically or whatever. Right. But if they think we're funny. But yeah. they like it for some other reason that we don't well, even understand. And well, I like, saw that uh, that one YouTube channel came under fire. It's the guy, I think it's, I forget his name. Um, people probably get mad at me for even mentioning him, but he's like, he kind of like pranks his kid. Oh, yeah. Daddy 05. Oh yeah. And I was like, I've, oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm just like, I see the YouTube drama happening yeah. usually on Reddit. So I'm pretty far removed and I don't really follow, but I just see people like, Raising their pitchforks, going after him. I'm like, okay, I'll just try to keep in the know. And I looked him up, and he's on Twitter, and he follows me. And I'm like, <gasps> so he's probably a Funhouse fan. <laughs> oh. uh, and I'm like, I, I haven't really, all I've, I haven't watched any of his videos. I've just heard, I've seen a lot of people demonizing the guy. Uh -huh. um, and last I just saw, like, I, I get the broad stroke. So right. last I saw was his Twitter profile, saying like, okay, hey, we're sorry. I'm gonna stop, you know, 
beating my kids or whatever. <laughs> yeah. or, or, or I'm sorry, like mentally mentally abusing my kids. Well, yeah. So for me, yeah. I think I think there's more. The more that I think about these scenarios, like ads pulling out and stuff like that, I think there's more nefarious uh, motivations as mm. there always is in business. Interesting. And uh, like they were, they had, they needed yeah. an excuse. Well, so, so I was going to exactly. mention that. Yeah. I'm glad you brought so, it up. Well, yeah, because so for example, with PewDiePie, so. Mm. PewDiePie, they, they, oh, they found out that he made Jewish and Nazi jokes. Yeah, right. He's been doing that for years. Right. Regardless, anyways, they found out and they're like, oh, we're going to get rid of him. We're going to get rid of him. There is absolutely no way they hadn't thought about that for months beforehand. And I think it's the oh, same. Oh, you mean Maker? Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I think they were like, we're losing money on this and guy. It's the same with advertisers. I think yeah. the advertisers that are doing the same. There's like, uh, well, we need to pull out and uh, negotiate a better rate. <laughs> is basically right. what it's well, going to come down I, yeah. to. I think it's it's it also works the other. Way. Sorry, Bruce, I cut you no, off. No, that's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think also it works where like, yes, it 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 can look really bad on on an advertise like obviously on an advertiser if like they're associated with that kind of content, but like. I don't know. I don't know if, if if it ever works the other way, where like you don't necessarily want an advertiser that you don't agree with running ads on on your stuff too. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get to that point. Oh, we have. We're like, well, yeah, well, we're YouTube we turned down for the podcast. Right no, now. but I, I mean, like, we're like, if if YouTube's running auto ads and it's mm, for mm. like a, a company that you don't necessarily agree with, you, there. You can, oh no, you, yeah, you can you, you can, can do that. Ads. Can, oh, you can. We were at oh. Cinema, there were um, peop, there was a like a crazy right wing candidate that I personally did not want running ads on Machinima Realm. And so I got our YouTube rep to remove all, opt out of all those. Oh, ads so you channel. you can target like specific advertisers, yeah, like yeah. Oh. URLs, and, like Bruce and I saw this with uh, Chris Martin and uh, yeah. uh, who does like the, the analytics yeah. and stuff. And he was saying like some of our like Twits and Crits ads were on like Breitbart and stuff like that. <laughs> he was like, get rid of that <laughs> yeah. anymore. And yeah, people opt out. It's funny. We just talked to YouTube um, about just revenue in general and our revenue. And one of the things that they had sort of mentioned in passing was that uh, they. Mm we're noticing that some advertisers were not taking advantage of the features they had. So basically advertisers were running a bunch of different ads on maybe a bunch of different channels that they, they may not have wanted to run, right. they just didn't look. Mm-hmm. And so then they ran and they got really upset, right? Yeah. So for me, but that again, was in, that power was in their hands at all times. They could have they changed it whenever they wanted. So for, yeah. so for me, again, I think that's like, it's, oh, well, we're gonna negotiate a better rate. We, we have cheaper ads on the, the videos with them words. Mm. It's, it's weird too, because it's like, it's a convenience thing. It's like, all right, Tesla introduced a car that'll drive for you, but you need to stay awake, right? <laughs> like, you know, like you need to stay awake behind the wheel. Like there are these st- certain stipulations, but it's a super, it's super convenient. As long as you just stay awake, yeah. you're good. And then the, the next thing you see are human beings right. like yeah. asleep as it barrels down the highway at 90 miles an hour, you know, like. Yep. So I think this is just when once you get into a situation of pure automation. I'm an island. Look at that. Yeah, Lawrence That's is an island cool. now and everything. Fucking um, awesome. Once so. you get into a situation of like pure automation, people immediately like kick up their heels and mm-hmm. they, oh, yeah. it. it's funny how the higher you go, the faster the world moves. Do you notice that? So when you were a bug, it was day all day, and, yeah, and yeah. then when you moved to a tree, it started doing day and night, day and night. Look at those when, when you moved to an there. island, now it moves through seasons. Oh, those are wiener clouds. Wiener clouds. Wow, um, no, yeah, I totally agree with you, Bruce. I definitely like this is going to be way out of date by the time anyone listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. But the Bill O'Reilly situation. Oh, yeah. No matter how you feel about like his politics, like everything was cool, like paying out sexual harassment like settlements. Until the sponsors dropped out, right, yep. and then that's when things started getting really bad. Yeah. And I, I think it's foolish to assume that any sort of big business thinks differently. Well, he's, he probably cost something like twenty million a year, 
which always blows my mind. No, it was exactly twenty million. He, is he it, got it. Is I that what it was? I think that's right. He I just a, guessed. Well, it's because he got he got a the headline actually just broke, but whatever. He uh, got a he got a payout of a year's salary, which was twenty million dollars. And he just <sighs> renegotiated his contract a few months ago. So, but I don't. I'm just saying, like, it's what do you this, do with that money? I'm just what saying, do you do? when you start Fuck looking me. at things that's like that, you pay off the women that you sexually harass. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you start looking at things like that, oh, planet. Lawrence is a planet mm, now. Planet Did now. you win? Um, uh, there's no winning. I don't think. Suck up the other planet. You see how much business is always kind of business oh, yeah and Always so is. like you know you want to assume that people are doing things because they think it's right but except generally you can only afford money, to man. do something that you think is right if you can actually afford to do it except when source feds making money and then they decide to well yeah kill it blows my mind yeah boom I gotcha know. i don't know why that happened well, uh, agendas, Bruce. much like how in everything we've zoomed out to a planetary scale we've also done that with this conversation but let's let's take it back down to the bug level let's say that you're a mm, maybe shouldn't have said the word bug but Let's say you're an independent media creator and you're just trying to make a go of it on YouTube. Well, you might be interested in professional grade resources for your burgeoning empire. Uh, and for that, you should check out graphicstock.com. Uh, this is actually a resource that we use. Uh, Rooster Teeth actually has a, I guess, some kind of deal worked out with. There's a whole video or a whole group of, uh, of resources that are attached to Graphicstock. There's like video blocks and audio blocks. We use that stuff in our videos all the time. So. You get on there, you might see a, a choice picture or two that has been reappropriated in probably a less than savory way. But uh, GraphicStock has the largest unlimited download library of graphics, photos, vectors, and illustrations. More than 350,000 images and growing. Um, you might be tempted to just yank whatever you want off of Google Image Search. You can do that. We've certainly done it before. But uh, the more legitimate you get and the more money you start earning on your media, probably a good idea to go legitimate. And GraphicStock is a great way to do that. And here's the cool part. <clears throat> Everything you get from Graphic Stock, while you have uh, an active uh, profile, is yours forever. So it's like a it's a license in perpetuity to use for whatever you want, forever. So even so, we're offering you a seven day trial. Whatever you download during that seven day trial, you have the rights to use that forever. Uh, so you can go to graphicstock.com/dudesoup or click the link in the description below to start downloading your graphics today for with a free seven day trial. And once again, everything you download during that seven days is yours. Uh, that's graphic stock, G R A P H I C S T O C K dot com slash dude soup. Sign up for your seven day trial, download everything you can possibly get, start photoshopping them into uh, interesting scenarios involving funhouse members. Uh, mm -hmm. Or, hey, whatever else, whatever else you want to do with those sweet, sweet graphics. Uh, but thank you, Graphic Stock, for your, uh, for your sponsorship. We're, uh, I'm, I'm personally a fan. I've used a lot of your sound effects and video. I've been using it for years. Yeah. For years, and it, it's a, it's a good resource. Yeah. Definitely gives us en enough to work with. Got uh, last month at SourceFed, we were getting copyright claims from images that were on the SourceFed blog from 2012 mm -hmm. that that some lawyer had just found, and the blog oh. had been taken offline. But they were like hunting through source code for like pictures of of the, that they owned. What the hell? And so like the last month that we were like trying to deal with the fact that like we kind of knew that this whole thing was coming, I had to be answering questions to the to our company's lawyers, being like, okay, this is where this I mean, going through the old website and. Trying oh. to figure out like who posted it and what the source was and where they pulled it off of Google or whatever. It was oh really God. frustrating. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, Joel, uh, don't, don't pull images off of Google, kids. Yeah. 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 It's it's kind of like um, you might get away with uploading and monetizing something specifically on YouTube right now, but maybe that company is just not aware that they own all the rights to those things because I've I, I put a, a bunch of junk in my my personal uploads and stuff, and years after the fact content claims will roll in from the actual copyright holder that just didn't file it before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the cleaner you can make your media, the more future-proof it is, for sure. Check that copyright. But uh, copyright. 
Joel, as a man who enjoys the finer things, <laughs> since when? Art. Uh, there was there was a bit of a dust up, and it, it's a little game related, but it, it mostly relates to games kind of being newer media and maybe not not quite as respected in artistic circles. Essentially, the authors of the Witcher books and the Metro twenty thirty three books kind of had a little snit fit against each other about the relative quality of the mediums of of like written literature, video games, and things like yeah. I love this stuff. This is why. Don't I, you love video game books? <laughs> Even though those were books the before Witcher, they were video games. Yeah. Wait, was Metro whatever? A Metro 20. It was also a book, yeah. <laughs> oh. Was it just called Metro or was it Metro 2033? It was 2033. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was the original novel. Uh, and then there were other books, but they didn't follow the same character. Mm. Uh, so, uh, oh boy. Andrzej? Boy, I, I'm sorry. The, the Polish guy who wrote The yeah, Witcher. Yeah, Sapkowski. He, he wrote The Witcher. It's probably your cousin. Um, He's kind of, he's a salty old asshole, and I appreciate that. I, I empathize with him, even though I think he's dead wrong about video games, which we'll get to uh, in a minute. Yeah, no bias here, right? Uh, so he says, to quote uh, Kipling, I think, he, he says, quote, East is East and West is West, and never the twain shall meet. Literature and video games are like East and West. There's nothing wrong with adapting books into a different medium, but you can't say that it's all in the same boat. That it all started with a comic book, then became a TV show, then a film, and then a book. All that fits together. Bullshit. Uh, a video game serves a different purpose, he continues. It works differently. How much substance can there be in the lines of text when the hero walks through the woods and talks to a squirrel? Where is the literature in that? Where is the room for depth or sophisticated language in which games could have elevate culture? There's none. Uh, and this is this is via a article on Waypoint, in which uh, the author went to both of these these other authors and asked them for their inputs. Basically, uh, the author of The Witcher doesn't think that the game series has brought him any success or, or visibility. Oh, I see. He thinks it's all been the other direction. That the games have helped, or sorry, that the books have helped the games, mm -hmm. and that the games have hurt his... Oof. Yeah. Uh, really? I found out they were books when, like, Witcher 3 came out. Yeah. I found yeah. out they were books today, <laughs> <laughs> when Lawrence mentioned this. Yeah. <laughs> now do you want to read them? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, well, <laughs> I think Phil was the only guy I knew who read them. Mm -hmm. uh, the he only reason them. I knew they were books is because I did the review for Witcher 1 on X-Play. And so and it, and the and the game mm -hmm. came with the book and they were like, "Do you want to read this uh, book with the game?" No, I'm not no, 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 you didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> a story of Geralt. Uh, Phil told me that the only good one is the first one. The Ooh. rest of them are kind of garbage. Man, <laughs> but he shit. read them all. Oh, of course he did. Well, he also read all the Wheels of Time, didn't he? And he yeah. played all of Sherlock Holmes. Phil's a Phil's a warrior. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he. Not not to make him sound too demonic. Again, it's he's just kind of an angry old man. It seems like sounds like the co the conversation got away from him. <laughs> like it, like in the first part of it, I was like, okay, I guess he's saying they're different things, and then he's like, one is definitively better. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's... Suck my ass. Uh, uh, okay. Video games. I forget. <laughs> so to, in his and the only not, the only thing that he said that's partially in his defense is he says, quote, I have nothing against the game itself. I think it's a high level product. All the benefits CD Projekt Red receives for it are absolutely well-earned. I have nothing against video games in general. I have nothing against the people who play them, even if I don't and never will. The whole animus, animosity right. started when the game began to spoil my market. Uh, but didn't goes, he say the other way? Uh, Heath, Heath is upset now that... Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what it his point like is. sounds like he's talking he, back on what he, he was saying. that the people who play the games then come into reading the books have an expectation of what the books are going to be like think, based on the game? I think his point is that the games have ruined the concept of The Witcher. So when somebody sees a book, they think of the game and, well, okay, so I this is what he talks about the reach. Yeah. <laughs> 
He says, uh, I wrote the first Witcher story 30 years ago. When I came into my author meetings, there's no one in the audience close to my age. I'm 69. There's no one. Kids everywhere. How are some of them supposed to know, especially in Germany, Spain, or the U.S., that my books are not game-related? That I'm not writing books based on games? They may not know that, and CD Projekt Red bravely conceals the game's origins. It's written in fine print. You need a microscope to see it. Bravely. That the game is based on my books. Well, I think Joel, Joel just w inadvertently disproved that, because mm. it sounds like they... Sh at, the, at least when the very first Witcher game came out, they shipped books with it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, they also shipped books with Left Behind, the video so, game. So, so <laughs> something tells me he sees that the numbers for these his books are not going up as the games are gaining popularity. But we've been And he's told. blaming it on the game, despite the fact that his books are such a high-quality product because he feels that way because he well, probably put so well, much been, into it. We've been told by a third party who's actually read the books that the books aren't very good past the first book. Uh-huh. So... He assumes the quality of his writing well, is getting yeah, better or his. is consistent, whereas, I mean, our our only you know source test here is uh, our crowdsource is one one person who I, I trust his opinion typically. Do you think that the games got better as they went on? Can, can we do something? Hundred percent. Right. Can we yes. look up Metacritic? Sure. I, I know Metacritic is just an aggregate or whatever; it's not the sure. best place. But I, I'm sure, curious books? what the Metacritic score would be for the books over time versus the well, games over time. <sighs> Oh jeez! I mean, I don't even know the, the title of the second, third, fourth, fifth. You might sixth, be able to just search seventh. The Witcher Witcher books. Geralt's Revenge. <laughs> the Witcher Three. Um, Geralt and Gwent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Witcher Four. Yeah. Gwent they, maybe they don't do books. I thought they did books on Metacritic. The thing, though, the no, thing books are stupid. I, I talked to the CD Projekt Red guys a while ago. I think when they were promoting Witcher Two on consoles, like when it was coming out, and they were just such nerds <clears> about the books, and they, I was like. I thought that was really cool that these guys read these books that probably weren't for everyone and said, we can make something out of this. Yeah, yeah, there's a world, and if it wasn't for them, I mean, The Witcher wouldn't be the franchise that it is today. Well, even, even it was always still kind of niche, like when 2 came out. Like, I remember Lawrence being like, oh shit, they made a sequel? First game sucked. Uh, Which like, one had some good things about it. Yeah. Well, it was, was all, a little rough. Uh, they they announced a few months ago. It was basically a giant mod. So. Um, sorry, I'm interrupting you. Go no, ahead, it's okay. I was I was interrupting you. My bad. Um, they're they're going to be making, uh, and I know Elise knows this, the King Killer Chronicles into like this movie book, oh, boy. game, oh, yeah, TV right. yeah. like universe ecosystem. They certainly are. Um, and uh, <laughs> I've I've sort of reassessing my opinions on the book. I think they're well written, but uh, I. I've ended up not loving them as much as yeah, I thought. Yeah, it's that a little I did. too they are, They're well written and very eloquent, and the language is, yeah. is feels very very. Um, there's like the, there's a very rhythmic flow and the and but but there are parts, especially in the second book, where I'm like, Jesus Christ, get back to the school and do something. Like, I know. Well, he's also so, like I feel like he's such a. I don't know. Like he he writes himself into the character. It's like it's very he's much dream cool fulfillment. And it's very like he's Mary good Sue. at everything. Well, yeah, like, also he's the only one who has sex with the yeah. fairy. That the fa like he's never had sex before, and then the fairy who who's only known for fucking people yeah. falls in love with the perfect. Fuck everybody man. everybody wants to have sex with him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, but I love that stuff. But I do I do I'm curious how, like and so this ties back to The Witcher because like. They're John gonna make Fuckman. this whole universe, and I like. I didn't read any of the Witcher books, but I'm curious how how this is going to work because none of the Game of Thrones games are especially good or well known. Uh, no, there's the Telltale, Telltale game. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, it's okay. It's uh, you're right. They're okay. I don't love that. I, I'm I mean, it's basically it's based games. on the series, though. What? I don't no. love Telltale games. I think that. They're, no, I'm saying. Yeah. So it's a little weird when. So okay, like Hobbit's a good 
example, right? Sure. Um, there were a lot of there were a few Hobbit games that came out that were based on the books. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't until the movies came out, and then the video games like Shadow of Mordor, which is mostly based on the Peter Jackson interpretation of yeah, Tolkien, yeah. that it went, oh, okay, now it's now everyone loves it, yeah. um, and it makes sense. But there were some like Hobbit games, and James and I were talking about this thing in the last podcast, where like the Hobbit art sucked. Like when the Hobbit book came out, you're like, oh, Hobbit. Go fuck yourself. Well, like and, the Ralph Bakshi, yeah. like oh, yeah. the Hobbit movie. What is, is like Aragon's like, he's just a guy with horns and underwear. A- Aragon's a dragon. Uh, Aragorn. Aragorn. Aragorn is suck a dick. I'm sorry. Uh, Joel's well, I think I think uh, James was showing me there's a part where like Boromir, like Boromir's death, mm-hmm. and it's literally a guy with like a, a shitty Skyrim well, hat and yeah. like just underwear and be like, ha ha, and I was like, wow, how did I not think this was cool when right. I was a kid? And then everyone. <laughs> Born after 2000, ever gets to grow up with the Tolkien ver- or the uh, the Peter Jackson version. Like, oh yeah, Lord of the Rings, is fucking awesome! Look at it! Look the, what he made! The way that I see, like, so now that I'm thinking about it, there are like I've played some of the Hitchhiker's Guide game, uh, and I did play Middle Earth or Lord of the Rings online for several months when it first came out. Did you really? I know. Good for you. I know. I was like, Lord of the Rings was, online was pretty good. The servers were not very populated. <laughs> you could make your own minstrel song. You could. I was a bard. Yeah, buddy. Of course you um, were. Of course you were. Me too, but up top. Uh, you one. cannot. You cannot kill anything as nope. a bard. You like. You would go off, and they'd be like, "Go kill some like birds." <laughs> yeah, it was ah! awful. <laughs> Um, but the way that I have to look at them, because, like having played, done the Hitchhiker's Guide stuff, and and also the fact that there are two different TV adaptations and a radio adaptation and a, and a movie adaptation and the books and everything, is that each one exists. It's telling the same story in discrete different ways, and it's the same thing with Harry Potter. And like, hmm. I'm okay with that. And if this guy, I don't, I, I can't understand what he's freaking out about. He's, well, it seems like he's just upset that the game doesn't. A hundred percent accurately reflect what's in the book. So what it's see. never going to do. Well, he said that the, he was upset that they like hide the fact that the yeah. game is based on a book. Well, but, I think he's, he's upset that the games have, have turned readers away. So, so I'll just read turned it. Readers away. Yeah, I've yeah. Only, yeah. I've only oh, gained readers. Yeah. Just here. I'll, there's just two quotes that may help. Maybe. So, uh, quote, the belief widely spread by CD Projekt Red that the games made me popular outside of Poland is completely false. I made the games, I made the games popular. <laughs> All of my translations in the West, including the English one, were published before the first game. All right. And then, uh, so he's on record for claiming that every reader he gained, thanks to the success of the games, he lost another. Uh, they questioned him about that because he said that before, I guess. He says, quote, I think the result would be about equal, yes. If anything, there are more people who have played the games because they read the books. That's my count, but I'm not sure... I never did any One studies. Phil Jasicki would like to have a conversation with you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> the last part, I never did any stuff. Yeah, somebody, somebody show him some data. Go on my yeah. gut here. I talked to my editor, and they assure me. We, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my, they, my buddy, my best friend. Lawrence, you remember yeah. this. We dealt a lot with this with jobs and stuff where it's like, uh, oh, they're like, yeah. well, I feel this is right. Or like, really? right, but we have data. This is otherwise like, well, your data's wrong. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter because I feel this. Yeah. like, okay, yeah. ass. You can't talk someone out of, out of a conviction. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. They're, they're only gonna, it's, you know, it's the old thing, like, do vaccines cause autism? You go exactly far enough down Google search to find the one thing that says maybe, mm-hmm. and you go, yeah, look, there it is. There's okay. proof. I found someone who agreed with me. Well, what's what's funny is they then took it to, uh, let's see here, uh, Dimitri uh, Glukovsky. This is the Metro 2033. Yeah, Metro 2033 author, Dimitri uh, Glukovsky. 
uh, says, quote, I think that he's totally wrong and that he's an arrogant motherfucker. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. He's dealing with the other author? Yeah, yeah basically just this responding directly to him. He says, quote, without the gaming franchise, the Witcher series would never get this crazy international readership that it has. And it's not just about the gamers, but the gaming press and the buzz it creates and just the feeling that something great and massive and impressive coming out. This got people hooked. He would remain a local Eastern European phenomenon without this, but he would never break into the West, and the same goes for my Metro books. Uh, he goes on to say, because he's much younger. This dude, yeah, he, he put out Metro. Out. He put out Metro 2033 when he was 17, oh, I wow. think. Holy shit. Yeah, and what's really cool is he's also sort of just sort of gives the Metro license away. People will like say, hey, I have this idea for a story in the Metro universe. He's like, well, you got it. Now your, your book is like Metro branded, just sell it. Hmm. Um, he says, quote, I'm already part of the generation that has not judged video games as poor entertainment. It can easily be a piece of art, depending on who's creating it, what his talent is. It can be utter trash, but it can also be a piece of art. Well, so. what the what the author of The Witcher said in the in, a, in one of the quotes was that there's no literature when you are in the game and you're walking up and seeing oh, the right. squirrel. And I guess the point he's trying to make is when I write that scene, I can write about the sunlight shafting through mm -hmm. the trees and the twinkling of the birds and the all, all the, detail, the, all the detail. But yeah. that's what I mean. That's what all the Shit, and they, like that—that's the visual aspect and the auditory aspect of playing the game. That all comes across more viscerally to you playing a game. It's not—it's not a question of one being better than the other. They're mm. different experiences. It's, it's weird. It's like as though someone drew uh, an anime version of me, who had like six pack and a giant cock, and then—and then I was like, well, that's—that's that's not fair because now if a woman sees that, she's going to expect <laughs> me to have a six pack and a giant cock. <laughs> but what I'm left with is me. Right. And uh, it seems like that's how he feels, slighted well, in a uh, different way. Maybe, maybe. To, to Joel's point, yeah, like exactly, like a lot of those things that are explicitly said in a book, you pick up contextually, whether you choose to notice them or not and what you're playing in a game. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of uh, Roger Ebert caught a lot of shit for saying games weren't art a while back. He he later ro like rolled back on it and explained himself, and largely he's saying the same thing that you guys are kind of inferring here, is that a game, due to the nature of it being interactive, can't sell a creator's vision. Like, the interactivity means that, like, his, his argument was the interactivity means you can never craft a narrative, which is kind of true. The two, the two are sort of opposed. It's, I think it's harder to craft a narrative in a video game. Yeah, well, one that you control well, for sure. I think the creator maybe isn't in charge of it anymore. But yeah, that doesn't mean there much. isn't a narrative. Yeah. In fact, in some ways, there's a more transcendental narrative that it, it applies to what you're going through at that point in your life. People do it with books, too. Yeah. Where, I, oh, I read The Hobbit when I was a kid, and I remember being terrified under my sheets when, when Gollum showed up and, like, stuff like that. Like, people make those relationships. I would say that maybe more than other mediums, video games rely on those kind of your relationship with the material to do it. But that isn't to say that you can't have a narrative. Well, I think, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's patently crazy. Like this is a game that has no, arguably no narrative whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure somebody could figure out a narrative to this game, but I don't think there's narrative here. But like Mass Effect for sure has a narrative. Like that's well, a game with a narrative. But, yeah. but think about this, even what, where did we begin? We began as a horse. But you're creating the narrative. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily on the creator's job the cre the, to make the narrative. It's, sometimes it's the creator's job to just put something out there. Yeah. You know, like sometimes. Video games are so different too. Sometimes, it, sometimes, there is, sometimes there is a mass effect where they say, this is the narrative. There might be a X and Y, mm -hmm. but it, you're mostly going to, everyone's going to end up at Z yeah. at some point. Mm -hmm. So the there is an author, there is a, there is a story we want to tell, but everything in between is kind of, 
your how your you, choice. Yeah, how you find it and infer it. I think like it's it's whether it's explicit or whether it's like a Dark Souls where then you're going on wikis and whatever for mm-hmm. three hours after being like, oh my god, there are all these contextual clues that tell a narrative, mm-hmm. and it's on me to uncover them. There, people play games differently. I don't think anybody plays a game the same way and digest the narrative the same way unless it's a story game like Zelda case in point Uh of how we've Uh all been digesting that narrative differently and inferring different things from what we see in the world Um, I think that like uh, sometimes there are story games that people just blast through they're not they're not playing it for that they're just just but then other people like scour every inch they want to get every piece of dialogue they want to get every piece of Mm -hmm. context uh like Tell me, me more. I, yeah, I like like point yeah, and click right story games, so I I love all that. But I know a lot of people they just don't suffer that sort of well, thing. For me, for me personally, I, I what what gets in the way of it is when there is a video game that feels like it has narrative intention, mm-hmm. and it seems like David it Cage. knows how you how it wants you to follow this story. Yeah. But then it, it that either concedes that it's a video game or then the fact that you are also responsible for the pacing of that narrative and stuff like that basically ruins it. I mean, the the first moment I realized I probably wasn't going to like Last of Us was at the beginning because it was uh, the frightening moment before you have a gun, you have to sneak through a building that's filled with clickers and everything like that. And then like it's building, 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 and then you're supposed to just barely escape, but I failed that part of it and I died. And I tried it again and I died. I tried it again and I died and died and died and died. And then I was like, this sucks. It's because they clearly wanted me to get past it and feel a sense of relief, but I can't get past this moment. And so now I'm done. You've ripped me out of it because you had narrative and pacing intentions with this moment in the game, but then you didn't build the game to necessarily execute on that. You relied on me and I'm not good enough. (laughs) No, I think video games are just generally more difficult to create a narrative for people that uh, that people like a lot of people enjoy versus a book because a book is pretty singular mm-hmm. like it's i mean yeah you can sort of identify with the protagonist however you do but the protagonist is doing one thing at one time in typically one environment so you can kind of like you you can follow it a lot easier than a video game if you are only playing the video game for the story but you're not you're playing the video well, game for ever, the gameplay and things like that you ever be like have you ever been like really into a song and then you tell your friends you're like come here listen to the song and they go I'm not really feeling it. You're like, well, well, I guess I was in a different mindset or something like that. That's usually video games where it's like that song that I'm embarrassed to share with friends. Where I'm like, this is a singular experience that I feel is good and that I enjoy. And then, yeah, maybe there's a small circle of people who enjoy it. And I can understand where it's like movies and books and other that sort of like singular medium like that. It's, you could usually interpret it a few ways. It's a shared experience. Yeah, sometimes there's like in it, the ending of like Inception. You know, it's not exactly high art. It's it's a good artsy blockbuster movie, but then everyone goes, "What did you think the ending meant to you?" Yeah. And it's like that's about as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. Whereas with fucking everything, this this magical video game that Lawrence Player now, it's sort of like, yeah, I, I was a mammoth for two hours. What did you do? I was a planet. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, whoa, crazy. <laughs> or I mean, I, the thing I've always wanted to say is like, I want to see a heat map for Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and I want to see where everyone goes. Yep. I always want to see the. The, the millions of different routes people have taken and how they've experienced that story differently. Because you can't, that's not a shared experience. That's mm-hmm. like, that's your yeah. own personal thing. It, it, yeah, there's a kind of a meta sharing though. It's kind of the Dark Souls thing too, where mm. you you can share around the water cooler what uh, what your experience was. So we uh, we oh. gotta, gotta go on to Hardnet in here. Oh, Joel, 
Have you yeah. you have so hard netting is Lawrence's new thing. You know, hard it's a new is? segment on Dude no. Soup. Very popular segment. Yeah, people love it. Huh. Essentially, uh, so for the sake of Joel and for the entire audience, what hack my cigarettes? Yeah, what we oh Jesus, what <laughs> what we intend to do with hard netting is celebrate all the wondrous things that the internet has done for the human race. Uh, maybe a lot of bad things, but you know what? It's also brought people together. Okay. And given people a microphone to share their love with the world. Sure. So it is to explore how the internet gives us a lens to view humanity and all the strange things that that might might do. It's never to mock. Let me make that clear. No. We're <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> not mock here. Celebrating we the world. Our fellow man. So, so uh, what are we hard netting? We have to judge between yeah. which one is more. Netting. Was hard hardly, netting. Which one's more, netting which harder? Hard, hard, netting harder. That's what's, what I'm what's more internet? What's more? This is, so this is the current champion. Big yeah. knee lover. Big knee lover. If Lawrence was to be personified by an image on the internet, it would be. Okay, so there's big that. knees big on knees. women. Okay, and then uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, so this this is a bit an oldie, but it's a goodie. It was recommended to me by somebody on Twitter. I, I'm I sorry. I can tell you the previous, uh, I guess, campaigns, hard netting campaigns were. Number one was Gadget. They were doing a cult. Oh yeah, there was a Russian cult. Of Gadget. There was a Russian cult. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we also had a man. Gadget from uh, Rescue Rangers. Rangers. Yep. Yeah, and we also had a man that kissed his dead grandmother in. Uh, the coffin he had in his backyard. But it was, that, that was just one of story, many yeah. strange videos well, yeah. that he had. Yes. Yeah. Um, what does this gentleman do? So this is Mr. Benjamin Bennett. Uh, for four hours at a time, he sits in the corner of a room and smiles. Oh, I love these channels. At his, uh, at his, at his camera. So it's the perfect channel, by the way. Can you watch yeah. one of these videos? You absolutely I like can. I think they're all 401 oh. something, sometimes 402. But look at the thumbnail. Perfection. Yeah. It's like he remembered that he was streaming. We'll click on this most recent one here. Setting up the old camera there. No editing, I like it. Oh, he's getting some good views. Yeah, he, he is. is getting some well, good the, views. Well, the watch time's probably he through the roof. that bad boy. <laughs> no bad content. Yeah, no bad a, words. Totally brand safe. Does Oh, I see, I see an ad down there. Sitting and smiling, number 262. I'll just click forward a little bit. There we go. Oh, he blinked. That just took me out of it. Oh, come mean? on. He's got a blink. He didn't say he wasn't going to blink. Can you just click ahead to see the sun move? Oh, it's oh. already gone. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah Yo, wow. You can see it. Look, the there it goes. You can see it. Jeez, I just I love that this gets uploaded to YouTube servers and some engineers like. Can you skip uh, forward to the end? I, I want to see the very what, end when what, he's what like it? exhausted of sitting there. What was it? Four hundred oh, hours. He's really good of at YouTube this. content is, is uploaded in a minute. This guy is like two percent of it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So there's a lot. Wow. Has there has there been any Wait, how information does it, does about it end why with he's him doing... coming out of it and then turning it off? Oh, I, yeah, I guess. Can so. you check out some comments on them, Lawrence? Oh, sure. Blowing up. It's a hangout. Oh, he streams them. Any good, <laughs> any good comments? Yeah. Uh, creepy. Case of Benjamin I mean, it's pretty much what you'd think. It's just yeah. a bunch of people wondering why he's doing it. Any proposals? Like any autism? ladies out there? Oh yeah, ladies looking for him. There's, I think I love oh, you. A man who can sit. Yeah. Also, he's also very happy. Yeah. How many comments? Huh. Well, this, well, this, this was, is a low view episode. Oh, this is before he blew wait. up, I guess. There he is. The thing smiling. is, that must hurt after a while, smiling for four hours. Like hey, that. not if you're if you studied in Kun Loon. What the fuck is that? You can't say that, Joel. Yeah. Un, un. What is that? That's for Iron Fist. Learn the ways of the oh, Iron oh Fist. Oh my god. You're the only one who watched that show. I didn't watch that oh, show. You gotta, oh, you must have moved at some point. Oh, oh no. big number 100. You decided to mix it up a little. That's a much better set. Well, Hangouts on Air. What is that, a box? Oh, that webcam's shit. 
Yeah, he, he upgraded for uh, episode. Oh, it's a little cushion. Post one. Oh, it's a little meditation. No, no, cushion. this is we're going back. Yeah, in when time. I was studying meditation, oh. this is what they said. What you do if you yeah. if you're worried about your ankles hurting, oh, you get yourself a little cushion. You mm-hmm. sit on that, and then your ankles right. don't have twists. So this is pretty oh, hard. Netting. The spine went down a little bit. Yeah, it's it's interesting if you cool. scroll through the thumbnails of the timeline. What? He like he'll slouch and then straighten up. And Can you please take me the about page? We got a little vest going on here. What's this? Yeah. Oh, look at that! Look at your. Oh, he looks angry. I got a haircut though. There he no, that's nice. Yeah, let's check out that info. Uh, yeah, I just page. want to know what he thinks. Mm. Oh, nothing. Sittingandsmiling.com. Oh, well, let's go. Yeah, let's go down. Yeah. Google let's Plus. A little Google Plus link there. That's, that's a good thing. That's how he does the Google Hangouts Did I do, it? Did I do it wrong? It just mm. looked like something just went away. Right, well, whatever. Sittingandsmiling.com. Um, I guess I guess we can vote. Yeah. Well, hold on. I want to see the web page. <laughs> yeah, it's how he activates here. his community. Oh, he just embeds the... A white page with just the videos. That makes sense. Just the videos embedded. It's so simple. This is like that picture of Steve Jobs when he was like, you know, multi-millionaire and he just had like a bed on the floor Mm -hmm. and like a little lamp because he's so humble. But his, you know, four million dollar sports car was outside. Has, uh, has Joel seen he's what he's up against? I did. Yeah. Yeah. He did? Big knee lovers. So Big knee lovers only. There's only one page. On DeviantArt, yeah, and it's just one dude. Did the uh, Kickstarter go up? Yeah, the donations they go up. Oh, let's, check those donations. Yeah, let's check. Because uh, I know they were getting they were getting a lot of action on the page. Oh, yeah, but gosh. you know, you know yeah. how people can be. Wait, where's yeah. his Kickstarter? I know. So he has a donation page on DeviantArt that we looked at. It had fifty eight dollars out of seventy eight out of five thousand. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh right. be, that's pretty good. Well, there's one twenty dollar donation here from. That's the see, that's the power of being featured on Dude Soup. Hey, good job. Be my. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Listen wow. up, advertisers. Ooh. So now we choose between those two. Right. Who's, yeah. who's net and harder? Who's net and harder? Who's net and harder? Net and harder. Uh, Joel, you'll go last, man of honor, because these typically come down to the wire. Mm. Uh, James, what do you think? I gotta go sitting and smiling. Yeah? All right. Yeah, he's utilizing better. every tool of the internet. He's achieving great success. Yeah, yeah I gotta, I gotta, yeah. Is. All right, he's bettering himself through the process. Uh, Adam, I thinking? absolutely give it to Mr. Benjamin Bennett. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think. Uh, I didn't think he was gonna DC big knee lovers. That, that so is quickly. the most perfect YouTube channel I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Literally, look the, the thumbnails are just like yeah, it's they're just, gorgeous. Each look really each. I want you to admire the fact that symmetrical. each each corner of the frame is where the thing it meets. Oh, look at that. Thing, what, what thing means? The, yeah, where yeah. the floor from the perspective. Yeah, he set it up real nice. It's a perfect shape. Because yeah. he doesn't move the camera. Yep. It's perfect. It's oh, it's, it's, it's perfect. anchored to the floor. God, it is perfect. All right, I'm going to vote. Big need lover. Okay. The thing, and the reason is is because I've seen 100 channels like this. Yep. There are, there are, this is, people have been doing this on YouTube for 10 years. He's right. There's one dude who's been uploading himself yep. smoking cigarettes every day for like four years. That's the uh, fact I'm, this is four hours, though, is really impressive. Uh, that's very impressive. While I uh, applaud the man, I think being the big knee lover is still netting harder because there is only one page dedicated to big knees, and it's on DVD. That's right. Bruce so. couldn't have said it better. I'm with Bruce on this oh, one. All right. so oh, wow. Joel. Hey, then it goes right. to Joel. It comes to Joel. I Jeez. also have to go with big knee lover. Now, wow. I initially was going to go with Benjamin Bennett. I really was. I liked because uh, of all the points that you made, but I feel like sitting and smiling for four hours is something that monks have done for hundreds of years. Oh, it doesn't good. require the net. That's a good point. This is something that requires the net. <laughs> you cannot do this yeah, without the net. True, that's true. You that's have to point. net hard. Look at those that's knees. Fair. Ooh, mm. boy, those are oh, hot. Swollen. Big and shiny I think, and I think Ben, it's like, he's, he's like the iron fist of sitting. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. He's the uh, Loris Tyrell of meditation. Nice there you go. Reference. Yeah. Uh, so this, so <laughs> big, big, big knee lover. Did you have to get special boots? Big knee lover. <laughs> 
retains the crown. <laughs> right, really? baby lover, man. Is that, wait, is that your? Is that Hatsune Miku? It is Hatsune Miku. Wow. You didn't like, recognize well, her knees. The, yeah. <laughs> Although, Lawrence, you could tie it up <laughs> if you wanted to. Like, there's nothing that's, I mean. Yeah, I mean, vote with your heart, not, you know. Lawrence, you could, you, could tie, you could tie it up if you want. I don't know who would break the tie, though. Oh, gee. Yeah, no, it's, it's just okay. going to come. Compl- I'm really no, impressed I, with Benjamin Bennett. Don't don't let it be oh, said I, I, that absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not work. I'm not going to vote. I don't I don't want any accusations of bias or That's or true. maybe I I I'm an impartial third party here. I just I look through the lens of the internet. And How did you find this, Lawrence? Uh, which one? Big knee lover. Big knee lover. Uh, just on his travels. I was going to yeah, say yeah. Dude's made the, the rounds on Reddit history. a couple of times. He's go- yeah, he's googling it. Uh, Big knees. And ever since we debuted this, things I like. People have been suggesting all sorts of things. So this was a hot suggestion. What's the most recent picture that Big Knee Lover uploaded? Oh. Let me see if I can. Well, here, let me punch that back up. He's got an extra twenty bucks now. He can draw another one. Hopefully. How much do they cost emotionally and physically? <laughs> they cost a lot. I think unfortunately, Big Knee Lover has probably been driven to ground. He uh, not because of us. Uh, November fifteenth, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. That wasn't that long ago. He's getting it's organized religion. That's been coming after I feel him. About the, if Big Knee Lover's given some, up on wait, the net, big no, Big Knee Lover, come back. You should leave some uh, positive messages. I throw is this going to throw, throw some, some serious there. doubt into the validity oh. of them being hard net and champions if there isn't a new photo by is the time we do it. Next it is Darren oh. Hansen with big knees. That's awesome! Wow, look at that. Darren Hansen's knees are growing because Hatsune Miku. Magic, magic the knees up. One dark and cold night, a man was walking home from a friend's house. They have had to be playing games all day, but now he was tired. This man did not like walking on top of his this home at night. This was dangerous, but he had to get home. He had been walking for a few minutes when he heard the sound of you back to it. He turned around and there was nothing there. He was in fear now, but decided to carry on to get home. Suddenly he heard another noise. Then it is still made by hand back and turned around. Hmm. Hello, Aaron, said the daughter. Aaron looked in amazement to see who she was. Hatsune Miku, was it? But how? <laughs> Thanks for watching Dude Soup. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Are those cubes on the, those knees? Yeah, the avatar is a picture of knees. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, oh wow, God. yeah, those are big knees. Oh, Joel. Ooh, look at those back. knees. Welcome back, Joel. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming. It feels Oof. just hey, like it always felt. Yeah. yeah. Nothing really changes. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Look at those big knees, though. I am a girl called Samantha. I live in the United Kingdom in the vicinity of Kent. All I right. do not have to go to more. I have a lot of interest, and I have 36-year-old. I have a 36-year-old. What mm. that Don't we all? I, I can see from my, my account. Digital, digital <laughs> this is scary. She gets professional. She get paid. Hey. Somebody give her $20. Give her more money. Oh, here we go. Since many of the people have That's been cruel about it, you do not have to be, <laughs> because I found that the knee is very attractive. My right. art of knee will be large enough to grow the other knee. Photos on my page, my knees, but not the biggest of the knee that I've seen, and I love them. If you wish, you can talk to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Thanks, Nico Warrior. Thanks, Samantha. Well, okay. Neko Warrior. Oh, cool. Is that AFI? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Robert. I thought Smith. it was Robert Smith too. Oh, Robert Smith. <laughs> no, Davey I doubt Vanity? it. I doubt it. Who's that? Who? Davy Vanity. Davy. Big well, knees. Davy Havoc is the lead singer of AFI. It's like Davy. 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 Doesn't it? Davy doesn't want you to go to Hogwarts, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, whoa. Singer. It's a singer. Okay. Okay. Is this singer Call Me Master? Whoa. Record label Dark Fantasy. Whoa. Records. You would love this. Cool. You know what I found out exists today? Weezerpedia. <laughs> Weezerpedia. <laughs> this is the same article over and over and over. Man. Big knees. Wow, those Can eyes. Show? 